In the grim darkness of the second millennia, there is only a shitty podcast hosted by three dorks. A podcast about the grim darkness of the 41st millennia and how incredibly stupid it is. This is Grim Dorks. Hello everyone and welcome to Grim Dorks, a discussion podcast on the lore and story of the Warhammer 40,000 universe. My name is John and with me are my two favorite servants of a false emperor... Hi, I'm Fuzzy. I'm Brayden. Meme Squad. Oh. I'm Brayden. I have no idea what's happening. Yeah, so, uh, you know, this is our first episode, so we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, format. Capital F, format. Basically, uh, (laughs) yeah. Uh, so basically, I am a sincere and honest, unrepentant fan of the Warhammer 40,000 universe. Uh, my boy here, the Fuzzman, (laughs) is a meme lord. Of the Warhammer 40,000 universe. I like 40k because it's funny and stupid. I know nothing. And, uh, yeah, Brayden's our sweet summer child. Ready to be tainted and corrupted. (laughs) Yep. Oh, God. Well, in this universe, that'll definitely happen. Oh, yeah. Hope you're ready for all kinds of weird growths. (laughs) Yes. Shit's gonna get real gross real fast. Oh, good. Right up my alley. Uh, Grim dorks after dark. Uh. So we're going to start our first series of episodes with a brief history of the Grim and Dark, which is just going to be a very, very emphasis on very broad overview of the Warhammer 40k universe. Up to probably the the, the present, because once you hit the actual 41st millennia, shit gets real dense real fast. It's almost like that's where the plot is. Weird. Well, it gets dense at the 30, and then it gets real sparse, and then 40 hits. Yep. That's the, the parody there. But we're going to kind of pick and pick the, the juicy bits out of the, the beginning times. And in the very beginning, there were frogs. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, Brady. Yep, that's the very first. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you realize this in your limited 40k knowledge, but the birth of the universe had, uh, frogs in it. Okay. Um, yeah, way, way back, well, actually, first, uh, you know, the Big Bang happened, and in the formless mass of hydrogen and helium, some big fucking energy vampires started existing, and those became the Catan later. But we'll get back to those dick cheeses in a hot minute yeah so realistically there were the the first sentient species to really come about were called a bunch of different things some races like the eldar called them the old ones uh i think the orcs call them the are they the old boys uh no that that's the name their name for the crork okay Just put a phlegm noise, and that you, you're about as close as you can get to pronouncing that, I think. Yeah. Uh, but basically, in, in universe, they're mostly referred to as the old ones. And they were frog dudes. Okay. Which, you know, hey. It's an aesthetic. I'm here for it. Well, and, you we know, think they're, they're either frogs or lizards. Um... There's something slimy and kind of gross. So we don't know what they actually are. <laughs> Not a fucking clue. 
uh, basically, I think they're the reptilians that live inside the Earth, but that's another podcast. Uh, <laughs> and basically, the the frog dudes and the star dudes fought each other. They got into this big fucking fight. Because that's, I guess that's just how things happen in 40k. If, if you leave two people in a room long enough, they will fight. Well, okay. Well, real quick, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a pause here because we have to establish that there are two versions of 40k canon right now, pre fifth right. and post fifth. When fifth edition came out, shit got fucky because uh, your spiritual liege Matthew Ward became the head story writer of the 40k universe and basically threw a bunch of shit out and rebooted it with a bunch of new shit. Some of it, decent. Most of it, a lot of people generally agree, full of ass and bad. <sighs> Basically, uh, when Matthew Ward took over, there became a rise of Mary Sueism and a lot of... Uh, Stupid my- bullshit. Humanity became infinitely more powerful than everyone else for literally no reason. It's true. Uh... Also, Brayden, in case this isn't obvious, your job here is to be the audience and ask questions when we say stupid shit that makes no goddamn sense. Oh yeah, I just didn't want to talk over you. Are you talking about D&D 5th edition, or...? No, no. Uh, Warhammer Warhammer. 40,000, the tabletop game 5th edition. Oh, that bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, because remember, 40k is actually a tabletop miniature war game. I highly doubt Uh, that. And uh, is it legal to just bring a frog with you to the tabletop game and win? Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> if Behold bring, my if old bring one. A frog. <laughs> That's actually how that works. Yeah. Uh, you bring a frog against an Eldar player and you just gain their army. Oh, that's yeah, good. It's true. Like, in and out of game, you just take their minis home. Yep. So, uh, if you're listening to this, you know, all three of you. <laughs> Huddle it around a radio, uh, bring a frog to your local games workshop, throw it at an Eldar player, take their army, and leave. It's true. Also, make sure to get your frog back, because it's your (laughs) frog. Even if you just picked it up. Make sure it's also not a toad, because if it's a toad, that's an entirely different rule set. So, you're not wrong. That's for a Warhammer fan. So, I do want to loop back for a second. You guys said the star people fought, fought the frog people. Yes. Yes. How? So, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, first of all, this is pre-fifth lore. Okay. In terms of how that... the, the speci- Okay. At the end of the day, <laughs> s- the star gods who become the Catan are going to fight the old ones in some capacity. It's just a matter of where and when that happens. According to old lore, the old ones started getting pissy with them pretty early on, and then the Catan went and found the Necron tier, who later on would become the Necrons, but we're going to get to that in a hot minute. And then the old ones started uplifting a bunch of species to start fucking with them, to throw them at the Star Gods in order to fuck it up, along with also taking the entire warp and fucking weaponizing it to machine gun at the Star Gods because fuck them. And that's also that's now. Idea. Yeah, that's also now why the warp is as fuckadelic as it is now, because we used it as space nukes. Uh, okay. And they fucked so, it all to- up. <laughs> To circle back, the warp is a sub-layer of reality that's kind of dependent on... Reality. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, more of it's like the shared subconscious of all sentients who have the ability to be psychic. Okay. I know that's a lot of words that don't make much sense. Hmm. Trust me, I know. Well, I guess, so first of all, beings can be psychic, and second of all, <laughs> because they can be psychic, they have hyperspace. Were the frog people psychic? Yes. yes. Super duper psychic. So, in fact, they were the psychicest so at the time. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this timeline in order. The psychic frog people, in order to fight the star people, weaponized and, like, super evolutionized other races to fight the star people yes. and then it didn't work yes well, and this all happened uh, 60 million years before Fu Why? fuzzy can correct me as i add a little bit to this timeline basically the the star gods the star vampires were eating stars which the frog people did not like very much they also and ate the, souls that too uh the star gods were not really happy with the the frog people and but they lacked a physical form with which to fight so they basically did what happens in a lot it's a recurring theme in warhammer uh they corrupted a species to do the fighting for them and also to construct physical bodies for them okay and in the pre-fifth edition lore these guys were the necron tier the Necron Tier were a species of pretty short-lived humanoids who were having a bad time on their shitty sun planet. Um, and Basically, uh, their atmosphere was really thin, which exposed them very heavily to radiation. So they were really, really, really short-lived. Uh, to date this uh, podcast uh, and quote a recent meme, the sun is a deadly laser. Uh <laughs> but in space, or in a different space. Okay. Uh, so yeah, the Necrontier were getting a hell of a tan and having a bad time because of it, and suddenly these giant star people kind of came around as big ghosts and were like, hey, uh, we can make you not fucking die if you make a deal. And they were like, alright, sure. Uh, so then Make the a deal and face the wheel. Yeah, so then the Catan ate all of their souls and gave them this thing called Necrodermis, which is a self-healing metal that they used to construct metallic bodies that parts of their soul were able to inhabit, where they basically became super terminators with cool green energy and some light Egyptian flair, uh, and started murder-fucking across the galaxy and being just regular Terminators, serving their Dark Star God overlords. Uh, they got the short end of the stick, and they fought with the Frog People, along with the Frog People's uplifted races, which included the Eldar, the Slan, the Krork, and some fucking baboons, I shit you not. <laughs> Excuse um, me? Yeah, the, the Jokero are a, a race of techn technologically inclined baboons yeah okay and uh a th something the old ones did to the quark which became the orcs and the jokero is they just bound this uh, aptitude for technology into their dna 
So, uh, the reason orcs seem to just kind of pop up and suddenly figure out how to build a mech suit is because sometimes when the genetic lottery wins on a particular orc, he wakes up one day and says, I can build a mech boy. And then he builds a mech boy. Interesting. Well, he is a mech boy. He is a mech boy. And he can boy build builds a Death a big... Dread or what have you. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Okay. So... Yeah. The star people built Terminators to yep. fight frog and baboon people along with the Krrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
created the image of the Grim Reaper that has basically burrowed into the collective consciousness of every sentient species. Every sentient species that fears death is because of that dude. So he was like a supplement to the board game. <laughs> you can you can have him as a unit in the board game if you no, really want. No, I'm saying the settlers, I'm saying the Catan are just board games in space that are flying around because they're settlers because oh, yeah. they're settlers of Catans. Yes. They're just that yes. board game flying around in space fighting fighting yeah, frogs. So, yes. yeah. And now when you're talking on. about toads, I'm thinking of the toads from Super Mario, so I'm thinking of frog people, the toads fighting terminators. Sweet. Yeah, you're, That's basically that's it. Basically exactly true. And then just um, flying in, flying dude. giant board games of Settlers of Catan just flying yeah, around so, in space. Yeah. So yeah. the Settlers of uh Catan um came in a few different expansion packs, right? We've got um the Age of War expansion in the Nightbringer or Night whatever. Uh we've got the uh Industrial Age expansion with uh, and the Void Dragon. The Void Dragon. Yeah. What? Uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to the Void Dragon later. Yeah, uh we've got the uh fuck what was it? Um oh, the Diplomacy fuck. expansion Oh in that fucking asshole. The Deceiver. Uh, fun fact, he's called the Deceiver by the other Catan. Uh, the Necrontier know him as the Messenger, uh, because why the fuck would you trust anyone named the Deceiver? He sounds like a trustworthy guy. He yeah, sounds I like mean, a pretty cool dude. No, uh, and there's one more that I'm guy. forgetting That's about. Yeah, Karn's a pretty cool dude. Uh,. And there's one more that I'm forgetting about that I don't remember because I don't care enough about him. Uh, and honestly, the Catan as a unit got a massive uh, narrative nerf in the 5th edition lore, where the Necrons went from these like soulless space terminators, space terminators towards space Egyptians. More, yeah, space Egyptians. And the Catan went from the the dominating force over the Necrons to a servile role. So okay, basically... Brayden, I want you to take everything and audience, I want you to take everything we just said and throw it out the fucking window. Why? It's and make no it longer worse. relevant. Well, wait! <laughs> yeah, okay, so... See, I like that out. version a lot more. I don't like the new version as much. Most but, people like that version more because it's cooler. Take all that... Give it up. Fuck it. Why? Get out of here. You don't need it. Fifth, Fuck you, fifth edition. Matthew Ward. Fifth edition so fifth said edition no. Fifth edition comes out. Fifth yeah, edition fifth. comes out. The Eldar Codex comes out. The Necron Codex comes out. Fuck your entire face and listen here because the entire history of the galaxy just changed. And it's bullshit. Honestly, so, this makes me really salty because the old version worked and was fine. But now, instead, Necrons were just like. Fuck you, old guys. We're gonna fucking beat the shit out of you. Right. And, so, you know, bought them for literally no reason. Yeah. So, in New Canon, uh, N-U, capital C, Anon, um, you know, Birth of the Universe is soul-eating, energy-eating star gods. Mm -hmm. Skip forward, a species naturally kind of, a few species naturally evolve by themselves. Among them are the Eldar and the Frog Dudes, who are the old ones. Okay. Uh, the Eldar are separate from them. They evolved on their own, and they were kind of buddies. 
Okay. Some time passes, and uh, the Necron tier are a sp spacefaring group of fuckers who are kind of having a lot of infighting and also a big old empire. The old ones didn't really give enough of a fuck to actually fight anyone at the time, and so the guy who was kind of in charge of all the Necrons, uh, because even though they were an empire that was fighting itself, they still had one guy everyone answered to, he was like, fuck this shit, we're gonna have one enemy. So he points his big ol' bony finger at, well, not really bony yet, because he's still a flesh organism, points it at the old ones and says, hey everyone, fuck those guys. And everyone was like, you know what? Yeah, fuck those guys. It's that idea of having a, <clears throat> an empire will fall unless it has a shared enemy. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, Rome fell because they didn't have anyone to fight anymore. Yeah. So that's what they fucking did. Uh, the uh, Night Lord pointed at the old ones and said, fuck them up, and everyone agreed, and so there starts a war. Uh, fun fact, the Necron tiers start losing pretty fast. Oh no. Because, fun fact, when you're fighting a group of super powerful psychics who uplift species for funsies and can take the collective unconscious and fucking throw it at you, you're going to lose. You're going to lose hard. But they're Terminators. They got a one. You're not yet. Oh. They're not yet Terminators. So what were they before they were Terminators? Flesh people. Oh. Just humanoids. We're not exactly sure. Oh, just shitty humanoids? They so were something. So they start losing hard, and then they find these ancient star-eating Space people called the Catan, and one of them, the th this asshole called the Messenger, or the Deceiver, as he's known by all his friends and brothers, uh, friends, air quotes, <laughs> uh, floats on over to these Necrons here and is like, hey, we notice you're having a bad time, trademark. How about we mm. make a deal? And the Night Lord he listens to this deal of like, okay, cool Terminator bodies self-healing metal, semi-immortality. All right, sure. And they make the deal. Uh, same song and dance as before, basically, where the Catan feast on all of their souls, but then use that energy to um, proceed to murder the old ones using the collective soul battery power of an entire galaxy-faring yeah. species. Uh, the Necrons... Because, hey, genocide begets Basically. genocide, right? So, the Necrons get their cool Terminator bodies, but they keep their minds this time. That That's the big deal. Basically, the older fluff, uh, the Necrons, through this process, they having just a shred of your mind was a big fucking deal. Capital B, capital F, capital D. Now, it's much more common. Hmm. Like, super duper more common. To the We'll get to that in a hot second. So, <laughs> we got a yeah, lot of things so to get to. <laughs> after this, the Necron are kind of pissed at the Catan. So, they do what any reasonable species would do after. They've eliminated the old ones, and the Eldar were like, fuck this, as were the Krork, the Slan, the Jokero, and anything else that fought on the old one side. The old ones are all dead, their webway destroyed, and the warp fucked into oblivion. Uh, but, 
The Catan are still around, and the Necron are pissed. So they go, they find the Catan, and they beat the shit out of them until they shatter into a million pieces. They then take these what? pieces and imprison them in shards, which now they use as mega batteries. And sometimes they rip the Star God out of them to fight for their causes, because fuck you. Uh, which... Because <laughs> some shit's just really Yeah, which metal. I'll admit, that's fucking metal as hell props that's pretty cool in my opinion not as cool as space terminators but still pretty cool that said now all these necrons still have personalities the night lord says okay everyone go the fuck to sleep this sucks we're gonna wake up later when everyone's forgotten about us and then we'll rebuild our empire so everyone goes to sleep we'll yeah. deal with this everyone goes to sleep except the night lord the night lord jumps in a ship and says I fucked up bad, so I'm gonna go into exile and heads off galactically east or whatever. I'll come back. He gets back. out of the galaxy and meets everyone's favorite planet-eating Orgonano species, the Tyranids, and decides to immediately turn around and fuck off back home to wake everyone up. We'll get to the we'll Tyranids. We'll get to that later. How much long, later. Uh, how long did that take him? A long. It was a while. This was 60 million years before... Yeah, this is... F anything. Yeah, before yeah. humanity. What? Yeah, this all happened 60 million years ago, uh, or 60 million years prior to the 41st millennia. Okay. So, you know, BC, fuck you, um, ago. Time passes. An yes, amount of an time. An amount of time so, passes. Yeah. Humans, uh, start evolving, and, uh, We'll get to the Eldar in a little bit, because that fuckery happens technically when the humans start becoming sentient. In, in parallel to the humans gaining sentience, the Eldar were forging their empire. So they're a, they are a spacefaring species that has developed warp travel through the gifts of the Old Ones. So they, can, they spread out into this really galaxy-spanning empire. Like, they control most of the galaxy at this point. And the parts that they don't control are generally infested yes. with orcs. Uh, also, they start building this thing called the Webway, which runs parallel to what the old ones had in their warp gates. Of basically uh, safe highways through the warp that you won't get murderized in by this weird species of things called the Enslavers that live in the warp that I only just found about out about two days ago. Did you know there are fucking what? jellyfish in the warp that just fucking mind control anything psychic? They're not demons. There's a lot of They're things. They're a in the warp. different species. Uh, uh basically being sucks. in the warp is a bad deal. Capital B, capital D. Uh we'll get to this later, but what's the chaos gods like form? Because right now, they're just kind of energy. They haven't formed together into literal gods yet. But we're going to put a pin on the Eldar uh, real quick, because they're going to fuck up in a little while. And now we must talk about some Algonquin shaman. What? Were they Algonquin? No fucking I'm pretty idea. sure. I just know they were shaman. What? Basically... What? In, in, the, in the cradle of civilization, uh, a bunch of shaman got together, and they were all psychic, but they didn't quite know that term, and said, hey, hey, uh, there, there's some shit that we can feel that is very, very bad. So what we're going to do is, with our powers combined, create Captain Humanity, 
and basically they sacrifice all of their souls and combine them to make one being the 15 foot tall heavyweight champion of the world big papa e the emperor that's the short version uh so so the emperor <laughs> of mankind is planet is captain planet the emperor of- yeah, he's Captain Planet mixed with um, a soul, ba- mixed with Jesus, mixed with a soul-based version of your perfect form Goku, Vegito. Uh, remember Dragon Ball Fusions, that new game that came out? Imagine you. Yeah, because Dragon- it's fucking. Yeah, late. imagine Dragon Ball Fusions, but with a bunch of super powerful psychic shamans. And all of that turns into a 15-foot-tall, raven-haired Fabio man. Uh, so, yeah, Captain Planet. Yeah, Captain Planet. What, you guys just explained Captain Planet for, like, a second time. Okay, yes. He can do all those things. He's, okay. like spa- he's so basically to, Space to Jesus. To take it back, to take it back, yes, he is He is literally Space Jesus. It's heavily implied he was Jesus because the Emperor is functionally Wait. immortal. And he has lived throughout all of human history changing his outer appearance through his psychic because he's strength. a mega psychic so he can just oh okay yeah. i thought i was like i don't remember jesus being 15 feet tall yeah he he he, he decided I'm a little, i was I'm like a, I'm hang a on a minute normaler. so so the warhammer universe runs into our timeline and then past it yes Yes. So it went before us, it went during us, and then it went past yes. us. So who else was he? Is he Obama? Maybe. Uh, it's heavily implied that at all points of human history where things have been tumultuous, he's shown up in some way. Uh, it's not... He, he has tried over this over the millennia to keep more of an abstract hand. Like, it could be implied he was Alexander the Great, uh, that he was Jesus, that he was several different beings okay but he usually that's interesting takes kind of a backseat or okay. like he'll come in he'll do some shit try to unite everyone and then inevitably he's like fucking i can't do everything so he gives up and he hides. gets tired yeah. he goes to take a nap and he comes back and then he's like all right this shit's fucked again yeah uh well to get to shit being fucked what happens Uh, to us after all of this uh so humans develop warp drive technology which (laughs) so space over a significant period of time so space technology yes they become a spacefaring species like okay. a properly spacefaring species. Do we know the time frame when they become a spacefaring species? The Is it like thousands ish? Oh, Lost to time. wait! The no, twenty thousand. Really? Okay, I think. I think. It, I think. I could actually, be wrong. I think it is. I think it's the ten thousands. The ten thousand. Man, I think they develop a a light version of warp drive technology, and then a. Then they develop the Geller field, and then more full-blown. Yeah, technology. I think they get to Mars sometime in the like pre ten thousands, and then they start colonizing the rest of the solar system. And then they say to themselves, "Fuck this shit, I'm out." And they develop the rest of that shit and start getting into the rest of the universe. At which point, they meet our favorite space elves, the Eldar. Uh, well, to put a pin in that. What happened to Earth I that entire time? It's getting stuffed. I think 
humans birth corn? I th- I'm pretty uh, sure. Who's corn? A delicious we'll crop okay. I'm, I'm... Uh, grown in the Mesoamerica. I was going to say, from what I know of him, he's he's like the heavy metal, or he's like the he's like he, the band. He is the most metal. I'm not going to say Korn's heavy metal, but he, I know Korn himself metal. is heavy metal. Korn the band is not heavy metal. But... He, he's, okay. he's the heavy so metal point... album cover. Okay. Yeah. He point, is the dude are... who has skulls everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, so at this point, there are three chaos gods in existence. Okay. I am 99% sure they're all formed. Yeah, this by point. this point, they've uh, all formed so we because have... uh, one of the big reasons they form is humanity starts getting enough psychics in it to start fucking the warp up. Because for some reason, humanity is so goddamn tumultuous that they accidentally give enough psychic power to the Chaos Gods to actually become solid beings. And also, I think that it is implied that Eldar have more control, so they don't feed as much into the warp as humans do. Because we're just raw, untapped, un... We're a bunch of crazy assholes who don't know how to wrap their psychic willy properly and end up spreading their fucking shit all over the place. Yeah, okay. that. But also, humans at this time in history don't know about psychers or the warp. They just think, ooh, there's this yeah. Oh, there's this cool other dimension that we can get places faster. Neat. So these people are unknowingly psychers? Basically. And unknowingly fucking Real up the warp. Okay. So these three beings that exist in the warp, there is Zinch, the the planning... Uh, the god, god of change, uh, uh, chaos, generalized and, chaos, yeah. and planning for the future, as well as magic. Spelt with a K, I think. Yeah. Uh... Uh, or is it a CK? Yeah. Then we have uh, Big Papa Nurgle, who is the god of plagues. It's implied that Nurgle was formed from the Black Plague, or the Black Death, that killed most of Europe. Uh, he is a god of pestilence. He is also a god of hope, which is weird. He's the friendliest god. He's also god. the god of... Interesting. Uh, where... Sinch is the god of chaotic change. Nurgle is the god of... Uh, rebirth and actual change. He's actually a pretty okay dude, as far as chaos gods uh, go. Well, every chaos god has their yeah. their upside. Uh, so we have Korn, who is the blood god. War. Uh, he's the god of death and battle and war, but he's also the god of honor. Motherfucker demands and, a know, fair fight. Uh, he demands things like, you need to respect your opponent and you know there is no honor in just killing someone who can't defend themselves and things like that like killing civilians just kind of pisses corn off a little bit a little bit a little bit so these three beings are formed as humans are rising and they look pretty cool scene looks like a either a bird or just a mass of tentacly fuck uh okay nurgle is just an obese guy with who's rotting. Um, okay. And corn. Uh, corn is a heavy metal. Corn is a heavy metal album cover. Just pick a heavy metal album cover, preferably one with a ripped dude on it. Probably corn, or at least in the ballpark. So, so humanity helped make these three chaos gods of without knowing about them. Psychic Willy, yes. 
Okay, so and uh, they didn't pull out, <laughs> and it caused three kids to be born. Yep. So were the effects of these three kids ever seen throughout history, or do they just kind of like bit. exist? The, the Eldar dealt with it more than anyone else. Okay, so because of because... humanity not pulling out in time, the Eldar have to deal with it. The Eldar have to pay yeah, child support. A bit. And the Eldar have fought demons that come from these chaos gods over this time period. Okay. And it should also be noted that and the Eldar's control over their kind of psychic presidents has birthed their own entities. We're not there yet. Well, we're kind Isn't of... Isn't it? They're both... No, 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 no. It's no, the fourth no, one, no, right? No, yeah. I mean Eldar gods. You're right. Eldar oh, have yeah. their own gods. So who are the Eldar the gods? Eldar... Were they always hanging uh, out in the war? Only... I only know one okay, in that. There are a bunch more. From I know they have they, the jackal. Gun. From what I understand, from what you guys have said, there has been like a bunch of just warp entities hanging around, like the star gods, kind of, yeah, and who have who have been in existence, and the elder gods who have always just been kind of there, and the old ones gods who have always just been kind of hanging so, out in the warp. Yes, kind of every species seems to format their own kind of. Uh, psychic entities through their unconscious we would call them gods because or, or through collective belief if you want to subscribe to the uh the neil gaiman american gods kind of concept to divinity where you know through their belief they form also the way you know D D gods work technically speaking yeah uh, or like, or like yeah. how the orcs can just get things to run because they believe hard enough. and they do i remember that part that's they even do have their own two gods because they're all latently psychic. They all kind of believe in what were they, Gork and Mork? Uh, <laughs> that's good. Is, okay, so Gork, Gork and, and, and Mork. Mork. One, one is cunningly. Brutal oh, aren't they red and blue? Cunning. No, they're not. They're they're green. Oh, okay. Uh, I remember something about brutal. them being like their colors dignify like red and blue. They're both green because they're orcs, they but like they're the they had orcs. different color schemes. I, they probably wear red and blue. Uh, one is cunningly brutal, one is brutally cunning. Okay. No one knows which one is which, but the difference is the the cunningly brutal one hits you when you aren't looking. The brutally cunning one looks you hits you harder when you are. Okay. No one has thus far yeah. lived to see uh, Gork or Mork hit anything, much less at the same time. So, uh... <laughs> so they... So Gork and Mort can show up whenever, like they can just show no one's up. Ever so these like in... them, so they may or may not. So they might exist. not. <laughs> okay. But the elder. But so ones these gods, they can come. Definitely exist. They can come out of the warp. Okay, so the elder ones definitely exist. They can come out of the warp anytime they want and just it'd be like, hey, what's kind up? Kind of. So the Eldar gods exist. 100% and have also been kind of helping the Eldar deal with these weird demon shits that are suddenly coming out of the warp uh, by also kind of fighting in the warp but also, you know, giving their followers uh, powers uh, and generally helping the Eldar out because they're all on the same team but the Eldar keeps spreading throughout the galaxy and growing and getting bigger and bigger and more powerful and more together. Uh, basically, there there's an Eldar pantheon that exists, and on it is the there is the Phoenix King, who is the the Lord. He's the Zeus figure, more or less. 
And uh, there is Kane, who is their avatar of war. See, Kane and Corn. Uh, yeah. Nah. Okay, really, most of them don't fucking matter. The ones you need to know are Kane, Sigorak, Isha, Yanid, and I. And Assyrian. Who's the yeah, he fucking goes away real fast. We need the jester. Yeah, the jester's. The, oh no, that's Segorak. Yeah. My bad. That's yeah, that's Segorak. The, yeah. the laughing god. So the jackal. Kane got a war. Uh, Segorak, laughing god, also kind of a planning god and kind of just an asshole for. He plays chess with Zinch. Yeah, he Zinch. Uh, probably. Uh, Fuck, what's his name? Uh, 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 I wrote it down. Probably Trazen and Creed and the Emperor all get together for psychic super poker every once in a while, just for shits and giggles. Mostly because they're all assholes together. Um. Interesting. Segorak also uh, helped real hard with fucking over the Catan, both in old canon and new canon. Uh,. And then there's Isha, who is the god of goddess of life and all that good shit. We're going to yeah. hear more about these guys in a hot minute when the Eldar fuck everything up, TM. <laughs> fuck everything and everyone. So at this point, the, the Eldar Empire has grown to such a size and such a stability that they get to start indulging. And boy, oh uh, okay. boy, do they. Most people consider this to just be a giant pointy-eared orgy. They're not wrong, but it's also consider in, throughout history when civilizations reach a point where they are considered a civilization, like when you reach the capacity to have artisans, you have artisans, like you can pursue art. Uh -huh. And the Eldar Empire at this point reached kind of the the higher level of that to where El Eldar, who are incredibly long-lived, could devote their entire lives to the perfection of an art. Okay. And th this happening over millennia led to a decline of the Eldar and Empire. And also a decline in their general kind of moral landscape. They start getting yeah, real yeah. weird with the kind of shit they decide to pursue, ranging from weird kinky shit uh, to maybe sacrifice, uh, maybe blood magic, maybe worse. We're not entirely sure. All we know is yeah. shit got real hey. fucky real fast. <laughs> hey. it be they, they reach a point where it becomes more about the the experiencing of of things. Okay. Does that make sense? They become gods of experience. Now, I'd like to remind you, the Eldar are at this time the most powerful psychics in the galaxy, and there are quadrillions of them at this time. On huh. So, there's this part of space where all the Eldar homeworlds are, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, a huge chunk of the Eldar live in this area. There's some... They, like, build these huge ships called craft worlds that they just kind of send off or leave, depending on who you're talking to. Uh, some Eldar were just like, this is real fucky and weird. Yeah. We're out. And huh. some Eldar 
also are just hanging out in the webway forever, because they build such good strongholds in the webway, especially in the web- So they can just Yeah, chill. especially in the webway near their homeworlds, that they're just fucking chilling out in real space and the warp, just fucking around, because they can! And, yeah, yeah why, why leave? leave? So- all of these people are also kind of like the Martians from DC Comics, psychically interlinked while they're doing their weird art orgy, whatever the hell. They're just having a grand so, old time. They're doing it and doing it and then maybe doing it and doing it and then they're doing it and then it all fucking explodes because they did it how? too hard. So they they fuck too, too good and then... okay. <laughs> Fuzzy, in his characteristic way, is abstracting a lot of things away. Uh, so over the centuries, they they led to the birth of a chaos god. Okay. And this chaos god did a couple things. Number one, caused an enormous warp storm, which is very, very bad. What's a warp uh, storm? I'll get there. Okay. Put a pin in that. We'll come back to it. Okay. Uh, and this god called Slanesh... Uh, basically is a hermaphroditic being of experience that imagine for me if you will brain okay all right imagine for me i'm looking into my mind's eye don't look too hard a giant purple hermaphrodite okay who snorts eldar souls like they're fucking cocaine all i see is widowmaker honestly (laughs) throw a penis on that you're not that far off so, Slanesh is the god of fuck. Slanesh, uh, in its... That's, that's an abstraction. Slanesh is the, fundamentally yeah. the god of excess and experience. Technically speaking, and if you really the... dig spicy food, you're getting into Slaneshian territory here. Okay, and yeah. The, the positive flip side of that is Slanesh is also the, the god of, like, the pursuit of perfection if that makes sense. So a musician that is trying to perfect their craft is worshipping Slanesh in a couple of ways because they are bringing that experience of music but also creating the pursuit of perfection in themselves. I have a question. Is there a way to not worship a chaos god? Boy, you uh, are going to live it seems like they have chast-ass life. But yes. It seems like they have... It seems like they have just complete... They're so abstract in their yeah. both negatives and positives that it's kind of hard not to promote one. Well, there's there's direct mindful worship, and then there's just accidentally kind of... Yeah. Hey, I, I like this spicy burrito. So, an example of, like, direct worship versus, like, abstract worship. So, abstract, like, in, accidental would be, man, I really like this spicy burrito. Uh, direct... Slaneshi worship. Uh, hey, Slaneshi, you want this burrito? No. Oh. Uh, the one I'm thinking of is uh, from the Emperor's Children book, Fulgrim. Uh, this woman, she she's trying to paint this uh, landscape of a sunset, and she just can't get this color right. So she murders a dude after what? having sex with him uh, and uses his blood as the red to get the sunset just right. That is direct Slaneshi worship because she had multiple experiences and she is pursuing perfection all at once to a very extreme and conscious level. Now, it should kind of be noted here that, like, 
this feeds into it via, um... You can kind of think of it as like a parable with the Eldar here. The Eldar weren't expressly worshipping this idea of excess, but at first they were like, hey, I'm gonna work on art. Now I'm gonna really work on art. Now I'm going to do everything I can so to perfect this. Until it reached a head. And where I don't think John is giving the Eldar enough credit <laughs> here is it really did reach such a head that it completely collapsed in on itself to create the Eye of Terror. Like, not only did it physically, like, destroy their empire before they birthed a Chaos God, it their excesses tore a hole in the very fucking fabric of reality with from which demons came out of this basic asshole of the warp and you know slanesh reached the closest physical manifestation of a chaos god that we've had in our reality and uh in the the more abstract sense slanesh killed almost every single K uh eldar god in the pantheon oh that's not good like almost Everyone except well, like three. So, uh huh. Cain, correct. And so uh, the chaos gods can't take a form no. here on in in if in they reality. Do, they real can, boat. They can but summon they can avatars, take forms in the warp, but they can't really become solid physical here. At least not fully. They can represent. So themselves. that's why they send demons. Yeah, out. basically. Why are they called demons? Aside from the fact that they might look pretty pretty rad, why are they called demons? Because they like you could. Call them angels as well if you like that god. Well, the it's a is it just because of the Imperium? Human, yeah, it's an Imperium. Name oh, god. okay. And kind of everyone else was just like, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> well, it's Eldar. For Eldar, it was just yeah. a translation um... into human. They probably have a different, more elegant name. So fragile human throats can't pronounce. Okay, so the Eldar <laughs> fuck so good. They fucked a hole in space, and demons came yes, out. Yes, and also birthed yes. a hermaphrodite god of uh, yes. tentacles and pain. So, so the Eye of yeah. Terror is that warp storm, yes. right? The Eye of Terror is so a that was just warp storm. that was just it's that was just Sonesh saying what's up in the yep. real world. Uh, well, a couple things. So, that's the physical manifestation of a warp storm. Okay, which on its own is super bad. Uh huh. Uh, in the warp, there's also a huge storm, which for humans meant we couldn't navigate through space. Like, for a long time. Literally, the entirety of space suddenly stopped working right, and we just kind of oh, had to fucking and basically, deal And basically, from M20, so like the 20,000s, to the 30,000s, humanity could not talk to itself between planets. Oh, oh so, so it basically called, fucked it up. Yeah, like, our empire collapsed because we couldn't move through oh, space. Oh, okay. So all the planets were just kind of, like, stuck to themselves. Yeah, you're, you're, you're boned. And if you rely on another planet you're for fucked. food or something, you're, boned. you're pretty fucked. Yeah. And so... This brings us to Spotlight Humanity, and I think I'd like to take a pause here, because I really need to take a look. Yeah. And also, this would be a good point to end right, for episode so... one. Yeah. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Grim Dorks. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Like the show? Want to show your dorky pride? Go to bit.ly forward slash grimdorks to pick up a variety of merch. Our theme song is John Hammer by Matt Lee. You can find him on Twitter at NiceWizardMusic. Our background music is Go Home and Be a Family Man by Norn Rad from OC Remix. And remember, Ave Imperator.